Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances, but not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. The Gospel of the Lord. The other day I was on the phone with my, with my mom, and um, so you, you guys will have the opportunity to meet my oldest nephew, Jack, who's 17 years old, because he's going to come here for most of the month of July, actually, so he should be around, because I'll probably force him to come to daily mass and all that stuff, so you should see him. He's kind of a shy, kind of a shy guy, so I guess I'll just break him out of his shell. But um, I was talking to, my, talking to my mom on the phone, and of course... You know, we were talking a little about, about his trip here, and she just said, oh, well, you're going to need to go to the grocery store and, you know, buy the foods that he likes and blah, blah, And she's telling me all of these things, and I'm just listening. I was just like, oh, gosh, you know, Mom, I'm so glad that you told me that because, like, you know, he probably would have starved if you hadn't reminded me that I needed to go to the store and buy food for him or anything like that. Of course, a little snarky response from a son to his mother. But it kind of shows you the character of motherhood a lot of the times. She is worried and she is concerned that while my nephew is here, that he's going to be taken care of in the way that he's accustomed to, right? And so, um, of course, I told her, I was like, oh, no, that's why he's coming to see Uncle Pete, so he can rough it a little bit and, uh, and figure some things out. <laughs> but um, it's, it's an amazing thing, though, the heart of a mother. And that's the very final words that we hear in the Gospel of Luke today. You know, that his mother kept all these things in her heart. A mother has so many of these concerns in her heart, and it's an amazing thing. It truly is an amazing thing. I don't even know how my mom keeps account of all of these things in her heart. But sometimes, of course, they manifest into, like, these little anxieties and different things like that. And so on the retreat I was just on, I heard this amazing, amazing thing, and I wanted to share it with all of you here today. And so yesterday, of course, we celebrate 
the most sacred heart of Jesus, and so appropriately to celebrate the Immaculate Heart of Mary this, this day afterward. And one of the amazing things that we were talking about was that there's really two ways to make a sculpture, right? So there's the unbelievably difficult way, like Michelangelo, somebody who's unbelievably gifted and talented at sculpting, where you can have a giant block of stone and you just gradually chisel away until you reveal that image underneath, how he created the David and uh, the Pieta and things like that. Unbelievably difficult to do. Most of us, if we did that, we would probably like accidentally hack off the head or the nose or some, you know, vital part and have to start over in an amazingly difficult way. But another way, a lot more reliable to replicate an image is you make a mold of the image. You make a mold, you take something like plaster or a molten metal, some liquid source that's going to harden, and you pour it into the mold. And you can continuously replicate that image, you know, over and over and over again. And St. Louis de Montfort had said that if we pour ourselves into the womb of, our, of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we will come out in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And I was just like, you know, and there's things you know about many saints and about their books. I was like, how did I never hear that one before? You know, and it was just one of those that I just had not heard before. And I was like, what an amazing thought or image that if you pour yourself into the womb of Mary, that you come out in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And so yesterday, if we think about that, the same thing, if, you, if we pour ourself into the heart of Jesus, we get the heart of Jesus, you know, again. And so think about all of these images, this oneness. Now, of course, Mary and Jesus, you know, Jesus is one with his mother. You know, so much so that all of you that are mothers know what that is like for this human person to actually be a part of your biology. So their hearts communicate with one another. So to have the heart of Mary, to be united with her immaculate heart, is to be united with her son, is to do the will of, this, uh, is to do the will of Jesus. It's, that's the thing. When we're here at Mass, if you unite yourself with the Eucharist, what you receive, then you become in the heart of Jesus, in the heart of Mary. Again, we always have to remind ourselves that when we're receiving the Eucharist, we do that to become a part of, a part of the body of Christ for all of us, though. And we just see it's like one gigantic connection. It's just like we receive the Lord. He is in us. He is in each one of us, which is the thing that binds us together which is the thing that binds these two hearts together. And so to be in one is to be in the other. To pour ourselves into the hearts of Jesus and Mary is to form ourselves into the very likeness of Jesus Christ himself and the best human being that ever lived. And that's sort of what our goal is, right? We want to be the best human beings that we could possibly be. And there's no greater example of that than our Mother Mary. And if we have a sense of that heart out into the world, we'll absolutely change the world. You could change the world 
if we pondered things like the heart of Mary, if we also united ourselves in the suffering of Jesus as when her heart was pierced. And that's kind of the example I give of my own mom, right? You know, all of the anxieties, all of the worries I shared with you once before, how united my mom with me, it was in my suffering as a student, my difficulties, my challenges, and things like that. But that's what it's like to be united with somebody. It, it is sharing in their joys and their difficulties. It's not just the happy, the joyful part. It is being united with them in their struggles and walking with them. And that's exactly what our Mother Mary does to us. How many of you in this room have felt delivered by just the prayers of our Blessed Mother? I would venture to guess quite a lot of you that are here today. And, and, and the, the one who gave our retreat this weekend, his name is Father Brett Brannon from Savannah, Georgia. And he wrote the book To Save a Thousand Souls, which is like the guidebook for discerning the priesthood. And one of the things he said, he's been in formation and discernment of priests for a long time, vocation director, all kinds of things, obviously wrote this book. And he said, not one priest, not one story that he has ever heard from a prospective seminary and entering seminary did not mention Mary's role in their vocation. Not one that he has ever been in in all of his time as a priest. That, that shows you something very, very specific, that every single priest that he has ever met, Mary has had a role in him deciding to be a priest. So she's not a part of your life she needs to be. You need to be in her heart to understand how she functions. And if you can do that, then you will be in the heart of Jesus Christ. God bless you all.